I want to welcome everybody. We're going to go ahead and start. Um, last week we talked about if you could ask God one question, what would it be? And we had four questions. Uh, why can't the babies and the children be spared from violent deaths? God, could you show me what heaven looks like? Um, God, what is your plan for me? How am I to serve you? And that leads to the last one, which is, God, what would you like me to do? What am I meant to do? And so we talked about those. Um, go and listen to the podcast. You can find it on any of your uh, social media audio platforms. And uh, yeah, you can hear how we discussed that. But the verses we went through, we went through Genesis 7, um, 21 through 24, 2 Kings 6, 26 through 31, um, Matthew 5, 1 through 12, and Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Uh, I sent the link in the chat if you want to look at those scriptures. Um, but yes, this week we're going to be talking about what if you did everything right and it still goes wrong? Yeah. What if you did every, what if you did everything right and it still goes wrong? Now, um, before we get started, I want to just mention the prayer journal and what that is. Um, it's a separate document that I want each of us to have where you write down five things. You write down one and you can do this once a week, at least once a week. The first thing you write down is one, the date, uh, two, you praise God for who he is. You acknowledge who he is. Three, ask for forgiveness. Four, pray for God's will over your life. And then five, any prayer requests. And that's just so that at the end of the year, we can see, uh, we can have a personal journal of how far God has taken us and things that we still need to pray for. Um, all right. So let's get right into it. What if you did everything right and it still goes wrong? Is there Anybody listening that that is the case or that has happened to them? Does anybody have any examples of what that looks like? I have some examples, but I want to open it up to you all first before I give my examples. You I'm did fine at doing everything right. All right. I, I, I'm just going to go there. Um, so I met this girl once at church uh, and I thought she was the one. And, you know, I had Candy Rain playing in my head. like i had all that going on um wrong song it should have been boys to me (laughs) we were uh that's where you went wrong (laughs) we went out we we hung out in groups um people from the church and just like everything was you know by the book and i prayed i said god i want this person to be uh I i would like you to allow me to uh, represent God in this person's life and just like take care of them. I, w- I would like this person to be the one. And so right after I had that prayer, um, we all like a group of friends of us, we went out to this nice port and we hung out there all night and we watched the sun come up over the, the water and there's boats and everything. And she looked at me and she <laughs> said, you know what? Um, I know I told you before I wasn't ready for a relationship, but I am ready for a relationship. And I was like, what? And she was like, and I am 100% sure that it is not you or it will ever be you. <laughs> Nor will it ever be you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, okay. The life wrap in that mug. What the heck? <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah. You know what, though? Um, and that's an example. It probably saved you from, uh, from being strung along because she was just straight up. And there was no beating around the bush there was no definitely no beating around the bush situation. Oh, come on now there actually might be a blessing in disguise but oh there was no disguise it was right there because you give me that example um i have an example wait wait i wasn't i wasn't finished i wasn't finished oh my friend was there and he was like dude what did she say did she like you know because he kind of knew how i felt and i was just in the moment so i was like she said that she's writing a relationship and it's not me nor will it ever be and he was like dang that's messed up so do you care if I talk to her? And I thought he was joking. Turns out he wasn't. Turns out they went on another adventure and had their little adventure together. Um, and the dude was staying at my house. And uh, yeah. So that's that's really what like hurt after that. Because, you know, I thought there was supposed to be codes. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, <laughs> <He said. laughs> I like that pitch rose overboard. Yeah, the Titanic. Like, look, I know there's room for two of us on this on this door, but you got to go. 
Um, no, so yeah, that that situation that sent me into a depression because I was like, God, I I feel like I did everything right, and it still went way in my definition, quote unquote, wrong. Um, but hope you were saying something, or who who wanted to say something about that? Welcome, Don. I I was uh, so basically, honestly, I um I tend to be optimistic about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the reason why I asked you to define doing all the right things is because sometimes um, we think we're doing the right things and we're actually not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually just leaning on our own understanding or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we are, we really are doing the right thing. It still goes wrong, right? So something like that did happen to me. Um, I was going on a road trip some years ago, and um, <clears throat> I was supposed to, it was with my kids and my ex-husband, and um, we were going to visit some family. And uh, before the trip, I prayed before the trip. Something something told me, I was like, I need to pray about this, mm-hmm. you know, about going on a trip and all that, to pray before the trip. I prayed during the trip. <laughs> I prayed several you know, several times for this trip. And it, the trip was like Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will Ooh. go wrong. It was only supposed to be a 10-hour trip, and it turned into a 20-hour trip. Dang. Because so many things went wrong. Mm-hmm. So many things went wrong. We got pulled over by the police. The police over because we had a license plate or the the cover that the our border on the license plate was slightly covering the state and we got pulled over for that which also caused the officer to tell my ex-husband to get out the car and get in the car with him which absolutely doesn't make any sense for something so trivial there was a part where we we're driving and it was like 20 degree weather but then the window got stuck down and so we were driving with the window down and we were all covered in blankets there was a part where uh the highway shut down because it was a blizzard where was y'all trying to go just i (laughs) (laughs) y'all got the job experience (laughs) (laughs) we were were just trying to go to missouri (laughs) oh my gosh well, I have... it, was, it was ridiculous. And <laughs> what I took from that situation to that, because I could have gone, God, why? You know, now you know I prayed about this. Mm-hmm. Now, why did this all happen? And what I learned, I, I realized that the, uh, the situation was necessary because there was a lesson to be learned from, the, from mm-hmm. it. And what I learned was that the storm is inevitable. Mm-hmm. I just have to make sure I have on my armor so that I can stand during the storm and it won't be as bad and I can get through it. Hey, that's what I learned. And, um, because it was going to happen, mm. <laughs> all of that stuff was going to happen, but it could have been worse because here's the thing, him getting pulled over by the police and told to get out the car. Mm-hmm. And especially as a black male and, uh, get into the car with the officer could have been a very scary and, and bad situation. Dang. And, and, and actually, ended up being a blessing because the officer ended up directing us in the direction of a place where we can actually get our window fixed that was stuck down at the time. Mm. And it was only about 15 minutes away from where we were. Well, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) Sorry to cut you off, but uh, we're going to, we're going to move forward, but I learned something very important from your, from your story. Uh, It it ministered to me. Um, Make sure you have blankets in your car. Just in case, hey, you never know when the window's going to get stuck down. That's very important because a different story without them blankets. No, um, I, I don't mean to make light of it, but, yeah, that that make that reminds me of uh, another time where I prayed to God, I want to get close to you. He didn't answer. I prayed again. He didn't answer. I prayed again. And then um, I went to the store to buy some food. This was in South America again, and my card was declined because it had accidentally been turned off or cut off. So I had no money and nothing, would have, you know, couldn't afford anything um, and no resources. I didn't have enough to get home on a bus. And I, I was like, God, I'm here because of you. I'm, I'm here, no, not the store, but 
uh, you know, South America. I'm doing like missionary work and stuff like that. And now I have nothing. Um, and yeah, there was a lesson. God was saying, okay, if you want to get close to me, I need you to learn what it is to trust in me. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to get to the end of the lesson first, but I want us to think about those times where we were taught what to do and we did exactly what we were supposed to do and it didn't work out. For example, your boss gives you a template of how you're supposed to do something and it just doesn't work. Um, or if you follow the directions for something and you didn't mess up, anybody who's ever put any like Ikea or anything together uh, and it just don't look like the picture. I tried to put up a little gate the other day to stop our daughter from climbing up the stairs and it didn't look like the picture. So I had to take it back. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's broke. I don't know. I had if it a kid as a, a new graduate nurse and I struggle finding work. What'd you say? Yes. That's another one. Was extremely superb. Like this is my second career. So I had a lot to put on my resume and show forth as to why people should hire me at these hospitals. Mm -hmm. But I got discriminated against and uh, rejected from a lot of opportunities. There we go. That That's what I'm getting into. It's like when it's like I'm doing everything right and it's still not working. Um, and the reason I talk about this is because a lot of times in life we go through situations where logically we did what we were supposed to do and it just didn't work. And that is where that is where frustration can be born. So let's get into this first scripture we're going to read. First scripture we're going to read is Matthew 11, 2 through 6. Um, and it says, I'll give you a chance to get there, Matthew 11, 2 through 6. Um, and let me share my screen. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, just go to Matthew 11, 2 through 6, because that's where it's going to be. All right, here we go. So, the there we go um all right can everybody see my screen yes can everybody see my screen who's visually watching yeah all right here we go so matthew 2 through 6 says and when john heard in prison about the works of christ he sent two of his disciples and said to him are you the coming one or do we look for another Jesus answered and said to him, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. I like that. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Um, so... If we look into Luke, it's the same story, but it gets a little bit more in detail of what's really going on. Luke 7, 18 through 31 says, Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And that very hour, he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind, he gave sight. Jesus answered to them, Go and tell John the things you have heard, or the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So I'm going to explain what's going on. John's whole life was about announcing who Jesus is and the coming of Jesus. When he's in jail, and the reason he's in jail is because one of the uh, kings at the time, or um, he, I don't know if he was, he was in charge, he was like a very important person, king, um, his, he married a new woman. And she had her daughter go and dance front in front of the king. And she danced so well that he said, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you up to half of your kingdom. Like she twerked like never before in front of this man. And he was like, whoa. He was like, whoa. He almost joined the, 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 the Yam Bible study podcast. 
Um, <laughs> but, so he said, give me whatever you want. I will give it to you up to half of my kingdom. And the girl went to her mom and she said, what should I ask for? And her mom said, I want you to ask him for John the Baptist's head on a platter. And so John the Baptist is in prison right now. He has no idea the level of twerking that this girl just did in front of the king. All he knows is that he is in prison and he's in there because he was doing what Jesus called him to do and found himself in jail. Um, I'm going to read some of the chat real quick. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the twerks. She, uh, yeah, she, anyway, that's a whole nother Bible study. Uh, and uh, yes, studying the Bible, the word. Um, <laughs> I wish I had a sound clip of uh, ding, ding, ding. Never mind. Uh, um, back that thing. No, anyway. So, what he is, what what John the Baptist is saying to Jesus is like, bro, are you, is it you? Are you the one that I've been saying you are? Or are you just gonna leave me here? And then so God sent him back a message that was kind of cryptic. Um, he says. He says, what does he say? He said, go and tell him that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended by me. Um, does anything stand out there strange to anybody listening right now? And Jesus' response to John the Baptist. Recording in progress. It's all right. I, I've been recording it because, uh, wow. Anything um, stand out in what he responded to the him? The fact that he said that the, de the dead is raised because he's letting them know, like, nah, dog, you're going to die this time. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I can raise the dead. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that, you know what? That's actually the, that's the right answer because... According to scripture, he had not yet raised anybody from the dead when he said that to him. So if we if we read it, if you go back in the scripture, he hasn't there wasn't anything written of him raising anyone from the dead by this point. Um, but he specifically said, "Tell them what you have seen." And they have seen people being cured. Um, let me go back and say, I've reported him concerning all things." For another when the man comes and okay, and that very hour he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many blind he gave the sight. So sickness, afflictions, evil spirits, and blindness. Those are four things that mention that he did, and then it says nothing or there's no account of him raising anyone from the dead. So he's basically saying to him, all of the things that you preached I was doing, I am doing. And yes, I do raise people from the dead. So that is kind of like, man, when I went to Cuba um, and I was asked to preach at this church, um, I didn't go with a religious visa. So me preaching at this church could have got me thrown in prison um, just because their laws are a diff little different and you're, you're not supposed to preach there unless you have permission to do so. If somebody asks you about God, you can share but you're not supposed to preach or you can be arrested. Um, so when they asked me to preach, I prayed about it and said, God, you know, if I do this, you know, me, my, my body's not really built to be in prison because, uh, you know, I don't want them to be like, you you pretty. Um, so I just pray that you would be with me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I preached at this church, and, and the thing I preached about was, when it's not your will, but God's be done and how, um, Jesus was preaching and they said, all these people need food. By the way, your cousin was just killed and how these people going to eat. And so Jesus fed the people and then he needed some time to go to the wilderness by himself on a mountain and pray. Um, and you start to hear more of not my will, but yours be done. When he comes back down the mountain, um, the disciples, he sent them forward. So he walks on water to catch up. And they're like, oh, man, there's a ghost. Oh. So he's like, oh, I got to go save these people. And, and you start to see um, a difference between God, not my will, but yours be done. Um, so, 
Yeah. He was basically saying to him, you're going to die. And then he turned around and told the crowd all the great things that John did. So this was one example of how John felt like he did everything right. And in his specific situation, man, how would you feel? How would you feel if, if everything you did right and somebody, just just some random person be like, I want this dude's head um, on a platter? That's how you that's how your life ends. Um, before I continue, I do want to say that we should think about Jesus is Jesus was perfect and his life was perfect and he got the most horrible death possible. So he did everything right. And he even prayed, if there's another way, let this cup pass for me. And God said, no. Um, what are your thoughts up to this point of what we're talking about? Um, I think this is interesting because this is what uh, this week's episode of The Chosen was about. No, no spoilers. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I ain't seen it yet. Uh, you just spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I haven't seen um, it. That's amazing. I mean, I if, if you've read it, your Bible, you've, you've spoiled the entirety of the series. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was interesting, especially having like the visual like perspective of this. of um, Because the way they did it in the show was like amongst like a crowd, like this was out in public. Mm-hmm. And it was weird to like see Jesus say this in a way where it almost felt like he was just like, defending himself i don't know i could be mm. wrong um but like just the thought was just like reoccurring in my head is just like dog we were like homeboys like i'm doing the same thing you doing you know yeah and uh, used to you be just my like homie. leaving me used to be my ace hanging <laughs> like you literally just leave me hanging like i'm in jail like can't you come perform a miracle and melt these bars <laughs> yeah so i can get out like because he was like frustrated he was tired and frustrated that he's like been in you know mm-hmm. locked up for so long um, and yeah, I just, I'm really just like, still just kind of just, uh, processing just like what, what that's like of just literally like having interacted and like touched and walked with Jesus mm-hmm. and, you know, you seeing him do all this stuff, but you're in the situation and like, he's not really doing anything to, to get you out. And it kind of like speaks to just like free will and just like his mission here uh but yeah i mean there's there's a lot to it man you know what i'm gonna be honest um that is that's amazing um if y'all haven't seen it you need to check out the chosen it it's a really good show it's on the angel app it's free we'll talk about it later but um what does it look like when all your friends are getting paid for doing the same thing you're doing and when it's time for you to get paid you don't or you you seem like you're always doing stuff for free um that's another that's another perspective um, or it's like, God, when is it going to be my time? Or I, for example, in my job, have seen a lot of people get promotions that were hired bef- after me. Um, and it's just like, God, when is it going to be my time? Um, when you're doing everything right and it still goes wrong. So I'm going to go into, I'm going to keep reading so that we can see what else he says. After he says, um, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. That's just that hurts kind of because it's like, no, I'm not going to save you. You're going to die and don't be hurt. Blessed is he who is not offended by me. Like, man, like, like, like Eddie was saying, um, we boys, I got your back. Like I took time for you. I'm literally in jail because of you. Like I caught I a case for you and you're just going to be like, sorry, bro. Hey, you know, stay strong, stay strong, buddy. You know, don't drop that soap. soap. He said that was a you problem. <laughs> he said that's a you problem. He said I got some advice for you. Soap on a rope, buddy. <laughs> just, just, just yank it up. That's what the rope's for, anyway. <laughs> Dang. <That's so. laughs> I know. It's like, bro, really? Um, <laughs> anyway, why did I just think about that? I was just thinking, man, if John the Baptist was like. Tadashi 6ix9ine or whatever, he would have snitched. Like, he'd be like, nope, Jesus is over here. This is where he's preaching at. <laughs> he'd be like, uh-uh. Um, anyway, back to the subject. Well, um, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually bittersweet because he's going home to his father. Um, yeah. It's bittersweet, but when the guillotine is about to be on your neck, 
it's hard to see that when you're in it. Um, yeah. But Jesus was telling him, hey, be strong. Be strong, boy. Be strong. Soap the rope, buddy. Um, when the messengers of John had departed, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John. What? Because it's like people heard him say this, and they're like, ooh, that's his cousin. Um, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Um, but what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who are gorgeously apparelled and live in luxury are in king's courts. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, among those born of woman, um, of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, uh, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. So it's almost like he's he's boasting him up, saying, "Hey, he is everything that you think he is, but he's nothing compared to the least person in the kingdom." Um, that's literally what he's saying. And when all the people heard him. Even the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God uh, for themselves, not having been baptized by him. And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children, sitting in the marketplace, calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourn for you, and you did not weep. So I think about that. What does that mean to you guys? We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourn for you, and you did not weep. For me, that sounds like um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but you're not responding how I thought you're going to respond. Like, what does that mean? We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourn for you, and you did not weep. What do y'all think that means? Uh, probably what you just said. Literally, uh, we did something hoping to get a a certain reaction, and we didn't get the reaction we were hoping. It's like we. It's like you don't even care. Is what it sounds like. He's saying, the, he's saying y'all are like some dang kids. The children sitting in the marketplace calling to one another, saying, uh, "You don't even care about what we're doing. If we're happy, you don't care. If we're sad, you just don't respond." He said, that's how you guys are. I don't know. Something to think about. Um, thoughts before we continue. He's saying, y'all are, are really guided by your feelings. Um, the next one I want to go into is Hosea because I mentioned it uh, a few weeks ago. And this one is, this is a calling that I'm glad that God didn't put over my life. I'll just put it that way. Um, Hosea 1, 2 through 10 says, When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Deblame, uh, or De, yeah, Deblame, um, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Oh, how cute. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved. For I will no longer show love to Israel that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses or horsemen, but I, the Lord, their God, will save them. After that, she weaned uh, her daughter, Lo-Ramah, and Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, Call him Lo-Amai, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. So at this point, I don't know. I probably would have had a drink. Um, and I, I don't even drink, but he, 
Can you imagine if God spoke to you and told you name your daughter not loved and then name your son not my people? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then call your son uh, Jezreel, which is because a massacre happened there. Um, what do y'all think about that? Like God telling somebody to do that. I don't understand the context, so it just sounds savage. Ain't nothing. He asked. Uh, she sorry, said, "Ain't uh, nothing." I named my child not loved in a minute. Yeah, but he didn't do it. He didn't have to do it. This man, he, he said, "Name your daughter not loved." Execution. Can you imagine if she was like, <laughs> "No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> not attractive." <laughs> she just called like your name your daughter just not oh, loved. Up. <laughs> like, ooh. She looked like you with a wig on. Like, what? And you named her not love? That's child abuse. Um, I'm gonna continue. Uh let's see if remember. Okay. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together. They will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. So I encourage you all to read the book of Hosea more because um, it gets worse and then it gets kind of better. Um, where at one point God says, okay, now I want you to go and get your, your prostitute wife. Um, and take her back in your house. Um, that happens in the third book of Hosea. Sorry, the third chapter. Um, because God is saying, I will restore my people. But this man literally had to go to another man's house and pay him three months of wages. And basically, he knocked on the guy's door, do opened, you know, swole. And guy's like, hey, man, um, is my wife here? And he's like, yeah, she here. Um, can I have her back? He's like, how much? He's like, uh, let's see what I got. He's like, how about three months? Three months of wages. He's like, all right. And then his wife comes out. Like, you had to pay the man for your wife. And then he says to her, um, just stop doing what you're doing. Stop tooting. Stop doing something strange for a piece of change and come live in my house because God's got a purpose. Uh, that's the Nate version, the, the NIV, Nate International Version. But if you read chapter 3, it's very similar to that situation. Like, I just imagine them open door and, like, Debo standing there like, what you want? What you want, Craig? Like, man, man I, need my, I, need, I need Felicia back. No, I'm sorry. Let me continue. Um, so this is something, this is like an extreme case of something that this prophet had to do. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is uh, your boy Job. And um, before I get into that, I want to say a phrase. Sometimes when we think about stuff not happening how we planned it is because we are taught to be logical thinkers. Um, by logic, this should happen. If it doesn't, we get upset or we get frustrated. But instead of being logical thinkers, sometimes God wants us to think in ways of compassion. So it might not be logical, but is it a way of thinking in how compassion can be showed? So. God, in this situation that didn't turn out how I wanted to, with my coworkers getting uh, raises, with uh, this girl turning me down, with um, all the different things we mentioned, how could I think about this in compassion? Uh, one, um, can I have compassion or am I going to be jealous of those other people? In John the Baptist's situation, I'm sure he thought about it and was like, you know what? Like someone said... I'm about to be in the heavenly kingdom, and that is something to look forward to. And everything I did preach is happening. Um, and he let me know, even if you do die, I still am going to save you. So don't even worry about it. Because it's not that I'm not saving you now. It's I'm going to show my power even more than anyone can imagine. I will save you after you die. And nobody can do that. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts before I go into this last passage? I want to hear from the peoples. Let's see what we got in the comments. Um, Don said, 
a while ago. She said, yes, the storm is inevitable, but thank God for his covering, even though we may not fully see it in the moment. Thanks, Michelle, for sharing. Um, any other comments that anybody wants to make? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was I that your comment? Like, oh. I feel like God's direction sometimes can lead you to a road that's smooth sailing, and other times it's rough and bumpy. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, there's highs and lows to it. You like it sometimes, and you don't like it sometimes. But I think, I think in reflection to me, not liking the fact that things. This is going back to your early sentiments when mm-hmm. we were talking about doing everything right and it still doesn't work out. I was like, what if I did something wrong? And yeah. I had to go through that wrong thinking it was right. And God literally spared me by going through all that that turmoil. Cause sometimes I feel like I feel like a, a mouse in a maze. And that wrong is like a, a wall. It's an, a, it's the end of a pathway and I have to go back to figure out where's the path that's gonna lead me to the end of the maze. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like we put ourselves in positions where sometimes things go wrong because you know, of what we did, not necessarily of God leading us to a storm necessarily, but because we live on this earth that's full of sin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we make choices thinking that it's right. You know, it ends up leading us to a wrong direction. And I give all the glory to God for his path of redirection Mm -hmm. because he's never steered us. He's never steered us wrong. I feel like sometimes we've steered ourselves wrong thinking that it was right. Mm -hmm. And glory be to God for saving us (laughs) from the turmoil that we thought was good, you know? What if you thought that relationship with that girl was good? That's why you made that proposition to her. But thank God for her rejection, right? Because further down the line, 2022, you got the wife you're supposed to be with. Yeah. And I I checked her Facebook and she gained like 40 pounds. (laughs) Okay. No. um, (laughs) Savage. Savage. No. um, Like, I feel like we live in this earth that's full of good and evil. So the choices that we're making, even though we feel like, oh, this is the right decision. This is the right pathway. This is the right thing to do. Yeah. It ultimately could be a a wolf in sheep's clothing. It could be the wrong decision, the wrong pathway, the wrong choice. And glory be to God for his grace and mercy to lift us back up if we if we fall down. Excuse me. Or glory be to God for him pushing us into a wall. Mm-hmm. that has a, a end point so we can turn around and get back on the right direction and the right pathway. Yeah. Um, so actually what happened in that situation um, is God gave me a dream of me being married to her and we were serving at a soup kitchen or something. And I was so in love and I looked at her and she looked at me like, I do not even care that you exist at all. And in my dream, I felt trapped of what it's like to be with someone forever who never cares about you at all, like not even the slightest bit. And the pain that that felt of being trapped in the in a relationship where someone didn't care about you. And I woke up right away and I was like, that would never happen. And then I heard my, um, my uncle talk about how my grandfather, how my grandpa felt and why he left my grandma because she was never in love with him and she just married him because he could take care of her kids. So he left. And my um, my my uncle and my dad grew up without a dad um, because he left and they were resentful and asked him, why did you leave? And he shared to him, he shared with them that exact feeling that I had in the dream. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is a generational curse that God was saving me from that I had no idea even existed. Um, I want to shift a little bit and have us think about Jesus asking this question. Not us, because we're, we're, we think that the, what I don't want us to think is, yeah, but maybe I did do something wrong and that's why I messed up. No. What if you really did everything right? For example, God created the earth. He created everyone. He created us in his image and he created us. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. He made a perfect world. What happens when you create something perfect and it still goes wrong? And that's why I use the term of switching logic for compassion because Jesus had compassion on us saying, even though I created everything right and it still went wrong, I want to show compassion. That's why I'm going to have Hosea do this to show him. I want you because you at some point wanted a closer walk with me. You wanted to understand my character. So I'm going to let you know what it feels like just a little bit. And he wants us to know. Huh? What'd you say? The world, 
we have to correct that a little bit because the world was perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the consequences of our choices and decisions that made it imperfect. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's it wasn't because Jesus did something wrong. It wasn't because Jesus did something wrong. It wasn't even because God did something wrong. He did everything I, right. Like, the and something still went wrong. And that wrong thing was... That Eve had to pick up and be like, mm, this tastes yummy. It wasn't an apple. It was a fruit. It was probably um, it was probably like a, a grapefruit because they nasty. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Ashlyn says God's ways, <laughs> God's ways are not our own ways. Isaiah fifty five eight. Yeah. Um, so whenever we ask to know His character, He shows us in ways how much His heart hurts every time one person goes to hell. Every part, every time one person is lost, and throughout our life. There are opportunities where we can see where we can do everything right and something still goes wrong. And the reason is he loved us so much that he gave us free choice, free will. And if you have free will, you have the choice to choose something, meaning she had the choice. I had no right to pray, God, make, let this be the person because they have free will. They didn't want to. Who am I to try to like put a curse on somebody to make like literally is are you, God's like, are you praying for a curse? Are you? It don't work like that. And so it was a part of me needing to mature and say, all right, God, let me learn more about how you work. Because being closer to you does not mean I have a genie in a bottle. It means I can understand more when stuff doesn't go my way. Um, I'm going to share about Genesis 1-1. When God created the earth, um, well, Genesis, when God created the earth, it was void, it was empty, and it was in a state of chaos. It was formless. So he created something that was formless, void, and in a state of chaos, and then went through in six days and changed it. Um, If I'm doing something right, and now I'll just read uh, the response that Job had, because basically Job was the definition of doing everything right. And it's still going really wrong. And God didn't apologize for it. In fact, what he said was very different. It was could be a little bit aggressive. Um, in Job 38, 1 through 13, uh, I just put half of it because it goes on a lot longer. But then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Ooh, there's that word again, that storm. Uh, the storm is inevitable. Um, so then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, so like right in the middle of when you're going through your storm, your worst situation, you're crying and you're like, God, I am mourning and you don't care. I'm playing my flute and you ain't dancing. I'm praising and worshiping like I was taught to do and nothing is changing. I'm still in the same situation and my heart still hurts. And the Lord said to Job, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge. Brace yourself like a man. Brace yourself. I will question you and you shall answer me. Woo. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I was, I was playing. I'm playing. Stop. I'm playing. Stop. Um, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? Cornerstone, While the morning stars sang together and all the angels sodded for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said... This far, you may come and no farther. Here is where you, your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth um, by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? Like, and he goes on and on. Like, it, it's like he he's dropping bars. Like, he just goes on to Job and says, bro, you, you questioning me why this has happened to you and you don't even understand how darkness works, how the wind works. I made the stars. Like, think about that. There are more, there are more planets that are like Earth in the distance from their star 
than there are grains of sand on this earth. Think about that. There are more planets like Earth in the Goldilocks zone than there are grains of sand on this earth. God's like, where were you? Like, if you've made one star, then you can have a right to question me or expect that I even answer you. So when we're praying and we're like, God, answer me. He's like, go make a star before you even step in the room. Can you, can you even, can you even survive in space? No, <laughs> like, come on. And, and so I look at that to also see, um, one, how Jesus opened the door for us to have communication with God and have compassion and say, God, you listen to us and you gave us this word so we can find it. I'm going to say one last thing. God created the earth in six days with words. The only thing that he made with his hands were humans, us, when he breathed into us. Everything he said something and it just was. And then he said, let, me, let us make man in our image. But he just said things. He said things and the earth formed. Can you imagine if God spoke one word over your life, how it would change? Like if he can say words and make the whole universe in six days, I think if he said one word over your situation, God, I need you to heal my heart. It happened one day where he just took that sadness away. If we can honestly have enough faith uh, where we say, God, I just need one word to change this situation in my life. Maybe I've, maybe I've done everything right and it's gone wrong. I'm here to hear what you have to say because in the end, nothing even matters because you're, you're in charge of everything. But if you could say one word to change my life, please do it. One word could be, you ain't going to be broke no more. Or one word could be like, you're going to be happy. Or one word, whatever that word is. And then my next question to you is, what happens, what would happen if he already said that one word? You just haven't found it yet. And he says, that's why I want you to seek me. Because if you, if you search my word, my living word, you may find that one word that I spoke over your life. And once you say it and start believing it, things are going to change. Um, that's what I have for y'all. What th I know it took a little turn there at the end. We're just like, you know what? Nothing matters, but maybe if I seek that one word over my life, everything will change. And that's what our life should be about finding his word. All right. What are your thoughts in the last couple minutes that we have? A lot of people just thinking, I like that. Anybody, Michelle, Hope, Don, I know Don, I know you said y'all can't talk right now. Um, Ashlyn, Tanya, anybody got anything to say before we close out? I think that's like stuff going wrong in your life is like the, the beauty as well as like the, the ugly of living in the, in the earth. You know, that question made me think of at the end, it made me think of the Israelites mm -hmm. and how. They were slaves doing everything that their master told them to do. And they were forced to give their their firstborn sons away. Like they were slaughtered yeah. due to the Pharaoh. Like mm -hmm. that's that's a really bad situation. For y'all who don't know what she's talking about, when Moses was born, um, the the Pharaoh sent out a thing saying kill all the boys that are under two years old or three years old, I forgot. And uh, his mom put him in the basket in the water. Um, but everybody else had to die. That wasn't Moses. So when he was going around, I was like, how old are you? Why are you alive? Like that caused problems. Anyway, continue. Talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you had no, no knowledge of it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Living your life as a slave, doing what your master told you to do. And he makes you sacrifice your, your firstborn, your firstborn son. I think yeah. the ramifications of, of living in this world come with good and evil because of, the infestation of sin, unfortunately, mm -hmm. it just ties back into glory be to God because God giveth and God taketh away. Similar to the story of Job, uh, God restores his people because look at how he brought them out of Egypt and then multiply them by the masses. Like we go through such turmoils in life, uh, unfortunately, and, and we do everything right. But 
when, when you serve a God, right? Mm-hmm. He'll take things away, but he will give things back. And I've seen him manifest giving things back way more abundantly than what he's taken away. So I still say glory be to God in spite of it all. Yeah. Um, think about if you say, God, I did everything right in my relationship and it still didn't work out. Or Hosea's daughter, she was just born and she's like, my name means not loved. Like, what did I do? <laughs> what in the world did I do that they calling me not loved? Like, goodness. Um, and, and seeking God and saying, sometimes we're put in situations where we have no control. And that's why um, next week I want to talk about uh, the suffering of Jesus and uh, how there's things that happen that we don't even think about. Um, we're going to talk about that, but, um, how basically he hears all these cries, the answer to the question, what happens if you do everything right and it still goes wrong? He said, it's time for you to sacrifice. That yeah. is just like, think about that. Cause Jesus said, I'm going to sacrifice myself. What were you going to say, Eddie? No. Yeah. Uh, I was just agreeing. I guess like for me personally, that's like, um, kind of like a little bit of a journey I've been on lately uh, because like, and I'm pretty sure like a lot of other people like this too, there's a million things you want in life, <laughs> like the endless like list of just like, this is how I want my life to go based off like just the works and career and just aspirations and like journey I'm on. And like you try and just operate thinking like, okay, if I do this, this should, will be the result. And uh, you said something at the very beginning, like in regards to this, I can't remember what it was. Um, I wish I could remember. Right it's now. okay. It's recorded. But, you can hear it back. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, I think like when things don't go the way I want them to, it's honestly just like for my protection. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was like a situation like with within like the last few months where I was just like, there's a big opportunity like available for me. And I was just like, all the cards are laid out. All the stars are aligned. Like all I got to do is sit here and just watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. <laughs> and, um, you know, I found, it was just like this whole thing with like YouTube and stuff. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, when like just the reveal came of like who got this grant and stuff like that, it was just like, it was me and a friend talking about it. And I was just like, dude, God was like just straight up protecting us. Cause like we know good and well, if we got like that X amount of money and we was just getting paid like buku bucks every month, we'd just be wilding out mm-hmm. just, you know, still just sending ourselves like further into debt. Like just the, the potential of just like how things could have like turned for the worse due to like lack of just like self-control, you know, it just could have been bad. Um, but like lately it's just like, okay, like god's been saying like check your heart posture and just um really just sacrifice in all different types of areas of my life people i hang out with people i used to call friends just like really just letting that stuff go and just submitting everything to his will (laughs) literally like the way i sleep to his will because it's just like i I cannot wake up tomorrow morning like dude just be like hey it's time's up yeah. Um, and really just giving it up, like giving up every single dream and aspiration and goal and like want in my life and just like letting letting things just play out, you know, the way he wants for me and really just not trying mm-hmm. to worry about it. Because at the end of the day, like whatever he's doing is going to be like for the better, like Hope was saying. So, yeah, like yeah. at the end of the day, um, if it doesn't work out, um, God, I, it's time for me to sacrifice. Like I did everything right. And what does that term sacrifice mean? It means I'm going to sacrifice some time and I'm going to search more in the Bible for you. Or I'm going to sacrifice my feelings and just say, okay, I know I'm supposed to feel a certain way right now, but I'm going to table that. I'm going to sacrifice that and say, God, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? And I've heard a lot of people say, I'm going to take this time to just get to know myself better and to just think about me and and to just heal. And that's not the right answer. The right answer is don't think about you. Think about God and let him think about you because he made us. And so instead of us trying to figure ourselves out, why don't we try to seek him and let him figure us out? Because that's where the answer is going to come. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read what that comment, that last comment was in the um, chat. It said, man, this message was altogether thought-provoking. 
God was really God's ways. Sorry, God's ways are really not ours. His thoughts are beyond ours. Overall, he knows what's best for us. And regardless of when things go wrong, we still have to understand that God's got us. We have to give it all to him. That's a great way to end. Um, I'm going to ask now if there are any other um, questions or uh, anything. If you have questions, please write them in the chat um, because I want to be respectful of our time. Uh, When I started, we got about two minutes left, basically, looking at my clock. Um, So I want to get into prayer requests. Um, What are some of the prayer requests that we have this week? Last week, we prayed about... Last week, we prayed about increase more people, um, increasing the group, uh, more people to get connected. Uh, We gave thanks to God uh, for spiritual nourishment. Um, We prayed for a manager at work, um, his family, his brother-in-law got an accident, and we prayed for salvation of family members. So this week, what are some of the prayer requests that we have? I have a weird prayer request. Okay. <laughs> She's like, pray for my big toe because, <laughs> what is it? What is your prayer Actually, request? I was going to say, pray for this random guy on the internet. <laughs> pray for this random no, guy on the internet. <laughs> is that what you no, said? There's a guy, um, there's, yeah. Oh, there's okay. a guy online who was, uh, who, I was looking at the video where he was advertising this cartoon for a movie about David and the guy was like, you know, I actually am not even a religious person. I actually am probably more satanic than anything. Whoa. But even I think this looks good. Right? He said that. Mm-hmm. And then some people in the comments, they're actually pretty nice to him. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, somebody had just tried to encourage him to try, you know, try Jesus basically. And he was like, no thanks. I read the Bible cover to cover and um, it's not for me. I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe you can, you know, maybe I can encourage you to try again. That's what I said to him. And uh, he was like, no, um, my parents used it to control me. So he has bad, mm-hmm. obviously, memories of it. But I think he needs some prayer. Yeah. That's why I'm putting him up, holding him up right now. All right. So let's pray for <laughs> the yeah, rando. request, but it is what it is. We're going to pray for the <laughs> random guy on the internet. Pray for his salvation. Pray that God would surround him with the right people. Um, what other prayer requests would we have? Ooh, I'm praying for my spiritual birthright, man. I'm going for that land of milk and honey. I've been working what? my behind off in, in order to move myself into a position where I can generate wealth and then be able to bestow that upon uh, family members that can carry on the legacy. And I, I feel at first I felt like, man, am I chasing after money? Am mm-hmm. I chasing after this almighty dollar? Am I becoming like idolizing uh, in nature? And I was like, heck no, nah. I'm going after my birthright. Because God said, hey. I know the plans that I have, plans hey. for your well-being to prosper. And so I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the desert like these Israelites, man. I'm, I'm trucking and driving, going through mounds of sand because I want to be in that land of milk and honey. I, I put forth so much hard work, energy, and effort to be successful and now i got god in alignment with me it's it's time to rock and roll like i'm, I'm literally going for my birthright okay so i want to pray that everybody gets the opportunity to go for their birthright because if we serve a god everybody has that opportunity to go to the land and milk the honey we just have to ask god to, to lead us in that direction okay so i just took down your starbucks request you said you wanted the tall with the milk and honey um grande uh no uh Yes. I pray that God will walk us into our purpose. Um, why, why, why do we not deserve what the Israelites had? That is what is promised to us. Uh-huh. I want everybody to have prosperity in every aspect and every being in every way. Everybody should have prosperity in this chat room and mm-hmm. as a believer in the faith. You should have prosperity in your mind. You should have prosperity in your spirit. And you should have prosperity in the physical. That in is what physical. I'm praying for. Okay. I, I will pray for that. Um, I, I do want to bring to your attention um, that God could bless people in prosperity or John the Baptist was in the wilderness. So it has to be the calling that he has for you. I feel like it is probably your calling. 
um, specifically. And one time I'm praying, you know, God, somebody's got to do it. Why not? Why can't it be me? Why can't I prosper? Why, why can't I this? So I will pray for that. Um, but I want us to be mindful of saying, sometimes God will say, I might have something else for you. Um, any well, if other? I get prosperous, I'm huh. going to help y'all get prosperous too. So yeah. I so alone. I appreciate that because I can use a loan. I can use not a loan, a grant. Um, sponsor me. Any other prayer requests? There's one in the chat. Don put says we need prayer for God's continued guidance and patience over here. We're getting closer. Oh. Something big. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Um, I'm gonna put that in there. Prayer for God's continued guidance and patience over here. Yes, indeed. Um, yes, indeed. And and I. Uh, Woo. Um, I look at some of the stuff that's going on with. Uh, people claiming to be Christian and then just doing some stuff that's not Christian-like um, with a lot of followers. And I'm like, God, don't let us, don't let us get led astray by, by big things. Um, Nate, what you mean? You ain't specific. All right. Um, Kanye West's album was, you know, Jesus King. That was, that was a really good album. Um, but then you go out talking about you love Nazis and different things like that. I feel like, or you have one Christian album and then the next one's just not, and then you have another Christian thing and then you're just like, well, God's going to do some stuff. Um, let us not be led by man, but let us be led by God because he can use He can use a donkey, he can use a person, and all because somebody is anointed in one moment doesn't mean that they're not anointed um, in another or that they're still anointed in another. For example, Noah was anointed, but then he was drunk and you know, other things happen. Um, so let us, I'm gonna put that on the prayer request. Let us not be guided by man, but by God's spirit. Um, not because I know a lot of people who, who are hurt, um, in churches because they were guided by a man or a woman and not by God. And then they leave the church cause they're like, why did God do this? Um, so yeah. I actually have a nickname for those people. Uh, I call them pseudo-Christians. Pseudo-Christians? I call those people just, like, people that were hurt. Uh, I call them. Yeah, I mean. Because I can't, I can't call them pseudo-Christians because I have a friend who um, was raped by a priest when she was 17, and he was older, and then he just act like nothing happened. So her whole view of church is very different, um, and she has the right reason. So that's what I'm praying for. Um, people who have been really misguided by someone who has claimed to be a figure of God and then thinking that is how God is. Um, yeah, sorry to just like get deep for a second. Um, all right, so I have those four things. I'm going to pray us out if we want to hang on. If we want to keep, you know, chatting, we can, but I want to be mindful of our time. Um, have a wonderful snow day tomorrow. Uh, yeah, there is no rest for the weary, so I'll be doing some work. I'll be editing or something. Um, all right. Um, is there any volunteers that want to pray for us? I know Hope prayed last week, so it can't be Hope. It has to be somebody else, and it can't be me because... I want to be somebody else. You just said you was going to pray us out. I did. I'm going to lead us in the prayer out by choosing someone to pray us out. <laughs> uh, anybody want to pray us out? Michelle, you want to pray us out? Dang it. Why is it always happening to me? I knew it was going to be me. It's like, dang it. <laughs> it was me. It was me last week in Bible study. I just want to point that hey, out. Hey, so you got, you got experience. And you got experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes who is i oh, do you okay my son who wants to pray yeah yes so i posted the um the uh that's a shame so you, you the as the babes shall call out the children's woo um all right these are the things we're praying for okay yeah random, random guy, guy on the internet mm -hmm. pray for his salvation <laughs> And you want to pray for uh, the birthright, to go for a birthright. Mm -hmm. And you want to pray for um, wait, another salvation? Yeah, another salvation. And uh, just in general. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray for 
us to not be guided by men, but by God's spirit. Mm-hmm. You ready? <coughs> yeah, I'll also read a part of the Bible. No, just, just, we already read the Bible. Just, <laughs> just do the part. All right. Okay. Please pray for this one random guy on this internet. Pray for all his salvation. Surround him for the right people. And then go for their birthright that God would walk into our purpose. Pray for salvation. We we always want salvation like we want to be free from from slaves. We want to be free from a, a, a king named Pharaoh. And let us not be guided by man, but by God's spirit. And and we need prayer for God's continued guidance and patience over there. We are getting closer to something big. We feel it. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes. Amen. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> that bless that blessed me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, that concludes our uh, young adults ministry Bible study. Next week we're gonna talk about um, Jesus' suffering a little bit. And yeah, that's all I got. Peace. <laughs>